Hey, what's up, people? This is your boy, Gary A. Swaby, and we're doing a House of Cards Season 5 review show right here. And I'm here with the editor-in-chief, Mr. Richard Bailey. What's up, Rich? What's up, Gary? Good evening, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. <laughs> yep, yep. And I'm also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. I hope I said that correctly. Yes, thank you for not butchering my name. You're welcome. Cool, cool. So yeah, we've all seen, um, you know, House of Cards season five. Netflix was gracious enough to send us the, the show early. So yeah, we, we got to see it and we have a lot to say about it. Now, this show is actually going to be split in two halves. So those of you who haven't watched the entire season yet, our first half will be completely non-spoilers, so we'll just give a brief overview of our thoughts on the show and everything. And then the second half, we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty and, you know, we're going to talk spoilers and story points, plot points and everything. So, yeah, um, we'll start with the, the non-spoiler section first. So, uh, the first question I had for you guys was, you know, um, did you notice any... Uh, changing quality with the show this season because they did change the the, uh, the lead writers I believe um, the the main guy behind House of Cards actually left so this is the first season with the new uh, show producers and stuff uh, Melissa James Gibson and uh, Frank Polisi I think I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name but yeah did you guys notice like any kind of shifting quality in terms of how the show was presented and the writing of the show at all uh go to uh you first dana i thought that it really didn't change that much i thought that the writing kind of got a little bit better the storyline was a little less boring i do say that the one time when i noticed that there might have been a shift was that it started out a little slower compared to previous seasons but for me I still thought it was very strong it was very good writing they got a very good grip of the characters and it felt like they spent a very long time discussing and understanding each character in each scene from the previous season so there wouldn't be that weird janky overlap yeah yeah I, I definitely agree with um you know the it's starting off slow at first like the, the first two episodes I was almost a bit lost like um, and also like I had difficulty recalling some of the things that happened in the previous season as well um, like there are a few little tidbits that I kind of forgot so and we didn't get a recap with you know with the uh, the review show or anything so yeah it was hard for me to recall certain things um, but yeah it, it did start off a bit slower but I feel like overall it was um it was the plot was a lot tighter than usual um there wasn't too much straying away from like the main points and stuff because i feel like in the previous seasons there were always like a, a few episodes sprinkled around that were kind of like they would go somewhere else kind of thing like away from the main plot but that didn't happen too much in this season so it was very focused i think uh, what did you think rich uh, well, I certainly do agree that the uh, it definitely did start out slow in the very beginning. But uh, I have to say, by and far, 
my my personal opinion, I think this season is way better than last season uh, because it is more character driven, more focused on the actual Underwoods themselves. Um, and I think that we needed that because, you know, last season there was a lot of back and forth with a lot of different things going on. Uh, they introduced a couple of new characters. Um, so it was too much to throw at the viewer for them to try to understand everything. But after they have established some characters from last season, they had them come back for this season. Then, you know, you got to see a deeper look into, you know, the way that they operate, so on and so forth. But uh, I definitely think the writing was better uh, than last season, hands down. And even, you know, because I was one of the people that was worried when I knew that the original writer was leaving. I figured, okay, well, this show is going to be a disaster. But uh, no, no, I was proven wrong. Uh, the actors and the actresses all did an excellent job and the writing was on point. Um, so I give them props on that. Yep. So yeah, that was definitely very reassuring that you know the the show didn't get worse or anything. So that was definitely a good thing. But uh, what do you guys think of the overall pace of the show? So I mean, we already talked about it kind of starting slow a bit, but like I'm talking about the speed in which um, you know certain plot points start to unravel, um, and you feel like there's any parts besides you know the first two episodes like. Do you feel like there's any parts like in the middle or towards the end where things kind of slow down or, you know, the, the pace kind of shifts or anything? Or do you feel like it was pretty consistent after those first two episodes? What do you think, Dana? I thought that the pacing, once you get past the first two episodes, it just it, it flowed and everything. You just wanted more and more. And I don't think that it was as quick as some people may have wanted it to be. For me, I like to savor each scene and each episode, and that, and that just clothes in part for how well the acting is. You look at um, Kevin Spacey, and especially Robin Wright, so dynamic in their acting that I want those slow type of buildups. And then once you get everything and you figure out what's going on, it takes a while for it all to just sink in. So when you go, like, say, for example, like an Aaron Sorkin type of script where everything's boom, boom, boom and all over the place, you kind of lose what's going on. With here, I can savor all the moments. I loved every single thing um, when it came to the writing and the pacing. So it worked really well, especially with a political drama that is as complicated as this. So I loved everything about it. Cool, yeah. I I mean, I did... uh... I kind of felt like the uh, the campaign went on longer than I was expecting it to, but, like, I understand why in the end, you know. But, like, when you think that this whole campaign thing kind of started in the last season, I was like, wow, I was surprised that it was actually going on for so long kind of thing. But, yeah, it wasn't an issue or anything because they maintained the... Uh, the, the excitement of it like and it, it was interesting all throughout so i didn't really have a problem with it at all but that was kind of reflective of if you look at the campaign season that we had it for me it felt like it dragged on and on and on it's like almost 16 months or so of that and for them to put that into a a, a tiny portion of the, the seasons that, that i mean of the episodes that they had to me i thought they did a really good job Reflecting oh, yeah. that and kind of because campaign season is not exactly quick and done. 
there are surprises yeah. and different elements that come about. And I thought it was reflective of what happens in the real world. Yeah, I mean, hey, uh, at least we didn't have to uh, put up with Trump on this season. So, yeah, I mean, well, can't complain. There were some moments. <laughs> but uh, how about you, Rich? What did you think of the pacing? Uh, so here's the thing. I, I thought the pacing was good as well. I do agree with you both for the for the most part about, you know, after the first two episodes, it felt like it picked up. Uh the one criticism I would have made is that, you know, I do know that um, I initially thought coming into this season, because I knew they were going to try to draw this thing out. Um, I figured that the whole campaign thing was going to last the entire season. And then at the end of the season would be when you would figure out the results. And while some of that is true, which we will get into in a little bit, um, I just think, you know, I, I did expect it to be a long, but I expected them to draw things out. I know they had instances where it jumped forward in time because of certain things that happened. Um, and I'm glad that they referenced that because no one would know any of that if it wasn't referenced and we didn't get the whole introduction to, to show you. Oh, yes. So now we're in we're further away from the uh, campaign election time. Uh, so I appreciated that. Uh, but definitely people need to pay attention, you know, if they're watching because they if they <clears throat> decided to leave the room to grab a snack or something, they would have completely missed that we are already ahead of um, where, we, where we were in a previous episode. So, um, but with that said, I still thought the pacing was great. I know they had to progress the storyline forward. So uh, you needed to pass some time to show how all the characters were impacted by what happened. So I'm totally fine with that. Cool. And um, how about like the overall acting? You know, the actors on the show and everything. Like, um, are we impressed with everyone? Did everyone do a good job? Go ahead, Dana. Uh, me. Oh God, this is this show is my my everything. I love the acting. I think Kevin Spacey was born to play this, and you got to see um, Robin Wright really showcase all of her emotions especially during this season but if you look at the overall arc I think you just get to see how um, what would be the appropriate term how not vindictive but very tactical she is and because of that I think that she was able to take this character show all of the different dimensions of it and still make us hate her while also drawing sympathy out of us I think the acting was, even if you look at the smaller cast members, everyone worked together. And I felt like either the communication was really strong, they, they really knew their characters in and out, and it was able to make this show more impressive than the previous seasons. So I, I, the acting was phenomenal, dynamic, and it's the reason why they have enemies. It's deserving of everything. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, yeah, they they did an excellent job, especially uh, you know, the main two actors. They they did a phenomenal, they, they feed phenomenal, off of each phenomenal other job. So well. Yeah. Kind of like that, uh, parasitic relationship that they have with each other. They can't leave each other alone yet. They 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 need each other, and they can't. It's like this disgust, love hate thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How do you feel about it, Rich? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Dana pretty much summed it up. Uh, phenomenal acting across the board. 
you know, Kevin Spacey, again, you know, as I said, you know, previously, you know, when you're going into this season and you hear about the changes being made to the show, you, you would definitely go in a little bit concerned. But again, you have to realize this, the act, the, the people who actually perform on this show, the actors and actresses, they will make the show fantastic. So when you have the writing in there also, that's on point, it's, it's a great combination. Now, Kevin Spacey, again, played the same role. And a lot of times, just like how Dana mentioned with Robin Wright's character, Claire, you know, this is a character who, you know, he is very ruthless in his, in his actions, but you, you want to see him and you like, you very much enjoy seeing him being ruthless in how he decides to do certain things. Um, just because you're still rooting for him, even though he is not a good guy. So I think, um, to me, that, that goes to show, yeah, I do believe this is a role that Kevin Spacey was born to play. I do believe that uh, Claire had a major trans transformation this season. I mean, and when we get into the discussion in the second half, I, yeah, I think it's without, without a doubt that I think she did a great job in the previous seasons, but I think this season, this had to be her best season, in my opinion, because of the range of emotions and then how the character has completely changed because we've already seen bits and pieces of this character taking a dark turn. Uh, but there's other things that happen that, uh, you know, just, uh, <laughs> makes it very interesting. So yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed the acting top notch. This is the reason why everybody needs to watch the show. Yeah. I did notice there were, uh, a few missing characters that, you know, that didn't return. I wasn't sure if it was, uh, because you know um the story just just didn't require them at this specific specific moment or if like you know they they are completely cut from the show and you know that's basically um you know remy his character marshala um, ali that actor and um the the woman that he was having a fling with jackie and also the, yeah jackie yeah and also um the dude who used to cook for for frank at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah freddy what, what was his name freddy yeah freddy that freddy oh. hey well yeah. hey well yeah. we already know that him and freddy yeah, they had a falling out yeah they fell out freddy was really needed you know freddy got screwed in his own way <laughs> yeah yeah fair enough but like what happened to the other two though like jackie and remy like are they just cut from the show or they well, where they well, just don't need it. Well, first, I, I do want to say, you know, Remy, the actor, this actor won a uh, Grammy recently, or Oscar, rather. Uh, Oscar, yeah. For his, for his performance in, in Moonlight. Um, so I'm pretty sure that the door is wide open if they want to come back, but he may not be in a position to come back because he already has other projects that he's, he's working on. Um, I mean, they were alluded to later in the, in the season but you never actually saw them so I think they did leave that door open but then again I don't know because of depending on what happens later maybe they won't be back but you never know I guess I guess this is wide open if they, if they are needed you know yeah I guess any thoughts on that Daniel? I don't I don't think Marshall Ali is, is needed at this moment I think that with his character it's not fitting into the season right now. And I think that the focus was mainly on Claire and Frank. And I think that's where it needed to be for this season. 
I liked how, because of the tight knit of how it was, I really didn't want, it's not that I didn't care. It was just, I was so focused on those two. The show started with those two and, and season five, I think, you know, it was about them and it was a good book end right now. So maybe in season six, we'll, we'll go back to them, but it's just not needed. What did you guys think of like some of the new characters? Like, for example, there was that uh, the black guy that um, he's like a reporter, and he gets into the White House to become like the main reporter for the White House or whatever. Like, what would you guys think of that actor? Was he good? Good addition. Yeah, um, I, you know, I thought I thought he was. Yeah, I guess he's a, he's an okay addition. It had to have someone that came in there that was uh, trying to get some information. You know, you have the other characters like Tom Hammersmith. Um, this is like the the older guy, so uh, I guess you had to get in, go a little bit younger, and try to get someone else in there because you know already know the fate of what happened to the last guy that used to work with them um, last season. So um, I guess they had to have someone else that came in there. Obviously, I think he. Um, his role is going to obviously change. It's already starting to change. We'll get into that later. So we'll see what happens with that character. Uh, overall, um, most of the characters I thought were, were great. Uh, I have to admit there was one character that I, I found very annoying, and I was surprised that I found this character annoying, and that is, of course, the writer, Tom Yates. Um, <laughs> this guy is just... I don't know. I, you know, I can't really say anything yet. I have to save it for the second half of this discussion. But that character, to me, just something about that character. I look at this character. It looks, looks like uh, a wise ass or something like that. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But um, a couple of characters they introduced. They also introduced this other character that uh, became a, I guess you could say, a personal trainer of Frank. Um, and... Oh, yeah. What happened with that character, I saw that coming from a mile away, but we'll get into that later. But I thought the new characters were, were great um, to a certain extent. I thought they really focused a lot of their attention on, again, the competition as well. And I appreciated that because they showed something else with that character that I didn't really see before as well. Um, oh, yeah. but, but one thing I will say, and I don't really think this is a spoiler, and one thing that really made this season stick for me is because they show just how far people will go when they want something and and that and that really hit home to really be the the main point to emphasize that you know someone who you could think is a good person well they will do all types of crazy things when they are trying to get something so i think they succeeded in showing that multiple times but even more so this year because other characters did stuff you wouldn't think they would ever do so yeah, uh, I would say overall great characters. Um, I'm interested to see what happens to some of the other ones, but we'll we'll, we'll find out about that. Cool, Dana. Any thoughts on the supporting cast? I I liked some of the characters, and like Gary, I'm not the Gary. Um, Richard said I thought some were annoying, and I. I think that I need a little bit more in order to see how much they grow into it. I wasn't really feeling the reporter. At first, I kind of got like flashbacks of Zoe, um, who I thought was annoying as all can be. 
but I think that so far it helped to move this story, and I like what they're what they're going to do with it. I will explain and go into that a little bit later. But overall, I I'll say that much. Cool. Yeah. So I mean, uh, that's really like the furthest we can go without you know treading in spoiler territory. But just to uh, wrap up the the brief uh, non-spoiler review uh what are your final thoughts your overall thoughts on the season um so dana what's your overall summary and thoughts of season five with no spoilers of course i can hear you sorry can you repeat yeah we hear can you repeat that Oh yeah, I was basically saying what's your uh, your overall thoughts of the season before overall, we get to spoilers. Oh, before the spoilers. Okay, so overall, yeah. I thought this was a very strong season. I loved every single thing about it. They, it was not perfect at all, but I loved where it was going, and I loved what um, Richard was saying. Also, it shows what people are willing to do for what they want. And I think that is a very basic humanistic thing that's in all of us. And it was very reflective of today's times, especially in the political climate that we're in. And it did touch upon a lot of issues that we're basically mirroring. Um, I like to see what's going to happen more in season six. I am in love with Claire. I love everything that is about to happen with her. Frank, as we already know, is very dynamic. And I want, I'm just... These two together is about to either have the biggest downfall that has ever happened or one of the most. And I have no idea who will end up um, surviving their rise or their downfall. And I look forward to the next season. I love this season and everything about it. Cool. Rich, what's your your non-spoiler summary of season five? Yeah, so I would say uh, if there is anyone that has any doubts about this season, maybe because you look into the fact that the original writer is no longer there, uh, definitely don't worry about that. Uh, If you are a House of Cards fan, you you definitely will love this season. Um, As I said, I personally thought this season was better than last season uh, because it is more focused on the actual characters and the current situation that they're dealing with. so I say it's a must-watch to anybody who is a fan of House of Cards. And, um, yeah, the performances were on, on point. The acting, the writing was, was was good. There is some stuff that is left unresolved, but as you would already expect, you know, I don't know if it's going to get renewed for a, a sixth season because Netflix has not done that yet. But uh, I'm pretty sure... No, it, it will be. Well, say what? It will be. It will be. Hey, I, hey, I will hope so. I will hope so, yes. you know. Yes, it, it, it needs to be. It has to be. Um, so, yeah, kind of, kind of has to. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, anyone that is interested in the show and you've checked out the previous seasons, obviously you owe it to yourself to check out this season. You will not be disappointed. I I can assure you that much. Cool. Yeah, and uh, my summary of it. Um, well, I went into this actually thinking this was going to be the last season. To be honest with you, like, because the the last season, you know, it ended off with like a, a big bang, 
and you know them basically saying they're going to go to war to kind of you know cover up their you know everything that's come out about Frank and what they've been doing and stuff um so I like I thought this was going to be like you know one hell of a crazy season and it would end off everything but like you know um they they managed to keep up the the suspense and the mystique and you know I just I want more now you know the, the season left me wanting a lot more House of Cards um definitely you know a well put together season in my opinion um the acting was phenomenal uh the writing was great you know everything was was perfect besides the the first two episodes being a bit slow but you know everything else was perfect and represents everything i love about house of cards so yeah that's my brief summary but now this is the moment we've all been waiting for we're going to get to the spoilers now so if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the entire season yet which i'll be surprised about because i mean you know most people binge it non-stop but yeah um if you haven't watched the entire season yet then you know stop listening here and then come back when you have finished because now we're going to get to the spoilers so with that being said what, what did you guys think of you know the entire election how they how they handled it and how it all turned out so um i'll go with you first dana well um i thought it was very it was very captivating it was very very brutal um the the new cast member joe oh i cannot i'm gonna butcher his name Miniman. min I don't know his, I'm going to put you the name. Anyway, the rival, he was, he was impressive. And, um, that it was, it was, oh gosh, I can't even get all of my thoughts together because I'm still going back on it and I'm thinking about it and I'm still like blown away by everything. I think Gary should probably go in so I can like form a, a sentence. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I was saying before, the, you know, the campaign, it, you know, it went a lot longer than I thought it would initially. But, you know, that's just because, like I said, I thought, you know, it was going to be the last season and I thought this was going to be like an all out frenzy kind of thing. But, you know, it it went on. And um, like you said, Dana, it did kind of parallel, you know, the real life elections and stuff and that it was a circus. So yeah i mean i think it was handled really well they kept the suspense all the way through um i like how they they made you believe that there's like no way the underwoods could prevail like you know there's like when yeah you felt like there was literally no way but like somehow they kept finding ways to you know defy the odds and stuff and i really i really like when they do that so yeah, and I like the breakdown of uh, what's his name again? I keep forgetting the you know the other um, guy who was campaigning to be president. I keep forgetting his name. Conway, yeah, Conway. Will Conway. But but see, yeah. this is what I love so much about the fact was that from what I was researching and looking, they wrote this way before Trump. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened or how they was able, or maybe it was just like insiders who already know the back of history of how crazy these these elections can go. They just let it completely up, you know, loose with this. And I did not see 
sees the Underwoods winning at all. And yeah. this guy, Will, was so charismatic for me. And yeah. I just love everything about him. He seemed to know what to say, what to do. And he, I viewed him as like this, he was going to win. There was no way that he could not win. And yet the Underwoods prevailed through. And I, I was happy that they won, obviously. It's the reason why we watched. And it would be kind of if they lost. But to, to see them win was just like... I kind of was angry because it felt like it was so impossible. And like, you know, I yeah, see like, I mean, oh, they just magically won at the end. So I was like, yeah. I was very angry at that moment. But I also, reflective of what we've seen and what we've gone through with our own election, it's very much possible. So yeah, definitely. That, I, so I just struggled with it. A little bit. Yeah, I like what I really liked about it is that you know you have Conway and he seems like the white knight like the the savior like the guy that's you know he's gonna bring positivity he's gonna bring change to the White House and everything and you know somehow some way the Underwoods broke him down to the point where he literally has a breakdown and that's what really costs him the election because you know he starts acting out and stuff so I like how they were kind of able to, like, you know, take this uh, this guy with kind of pure intentions and, you know, turn him into the bad guy, essentially, you know, at least to the public. Like, he, he, you know, they made him seem like a bad guy, pretty much. So I, I liked that aspect of it. Um, Rich, what do you think of the whole campaign? So let, let me start I, off. I... But... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go, go. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Go ahead, Dana. Dana, say something. Yeah. Um, no, I was just going to say that. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, continue. I was just... Okay. No, no, I was just going to say that. I, I expected um, Conway to... At first, I didn't know at first if he was going to be eviler than Frank. You know, that nice guy type of quality. And then when you see who he really is and what he really represents... So I just kind of was disappointed with the whole breakdown situation. But I could understand with the pressures of everything, trying to have this perfect campaign and him just completely losing it. I thought it would have been believable either way. I just didn't expect his character to go the way that it did at all. Which was a good thing, because that's a surprising element. Yeah. yeah go ahead, Rich. Yeah, so so l- l- let me start off by saying that, first and foremost... Um, I know that there was no way that the writers and the production staff could foretell what was going to happen in our election. Uh, but I will say, even though they couldn't foretell that, very, very smart with the storytelling. And I would say even even more, more intelligent with the marketing, because when they released the trailer for this season, it was on Inauguration Day uh, earlier this year. So it's kind of like... Um, that was going to get people's attention big time. They already have people's attention because it's a house of cards. So obviously that was the, the, the main drawing point. But that was very well done. Now, to get to the actual campaign itself, um, I, they did a good job of convincing people that the Underwoods didn't have a chance. Um, although I knew that, you know, this is the Underwoods. I know that they would do, they would do anything to remain in power. They would try and flip people. And I think that the element of, of showing how you basically, how corrupt the system is, how people will 
do whatever they have to do to try and flip something. I thought that was very interesting because I know a lot of that stuff happens today in, in, in reality. Um, so I think that they, the whole way with the whole thing with the campaign thing, yes, it, 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 it guess it needed to go on long because it did mimic a lot of what we have experienced. Of course, not the result in the sense that, you know, there is no reelection and all this other stuff. No, you have to wait four years for that. But they were able to capture that, and I thought that the campaign was great. Now, I will say this. I was not shocked that the Underwoods won. What shocked me was what happened in the episode before last when Frank decided to resign from the position. Uh, because, again, all of the season, starting from, from episode one, they kept putting it out there, Claire, you need to run. Claire, you need to run. All these different characters are telling her, are you sure? It's still time. You should run. So when all that went down, I had no doubt that they were going to win, but I figured, well, something's going to happen with Claire because it, it, this happens too often. Every character questioned her about that. So what, of course, as, as you would expect someone like Frank to do, is if he gets someone that he can use his powers of manipulation. So he had it in his mindset to say, well, if she wins, now I will manipulate her and she will do exactly what needs to be done. And as we saw at the end, no, she did not follow everything he said. So now you have a whole situation where they're going to be at odds with each other moving forward. Um, so in terms of the campaign itself, uh, I thought it was very, very exciting. It was brutal, as you guys said, but I think some of that needed to be needed. To, we, we needed to see that because we saw similar stuff with Hillary and Trump. A lot of brutal stuff with them as well, you know. So I think that they captured that pretty well. Um, but yeah, you you guys made an excellent point about how they broke down Conway because yeah, this is the guy who you expected to get it done, and yet. One thing that this show does so well is it shows that every character has a weakness. And and that was something that they showed eventually when he had that breakdown, yes. But every character has a weakness. People who were involved with the committee, the guy involved who was leading the committee also had an issue. So that is one thing. Everyone has a secret, they have a weakness, and they can be exposed. And that is one thing that the Underwoods took advantage of every time. So I think I just think it was excellent throughout. Because a lot of lessons you can learn from this by watching this show. <laughs> yeah, and I mean the whole um, Frank resigning and stuff. Like, I think that was like all of his previous actions just catching up to him to the point where, like, he like there was nothing he could do at that point but resign. And he saw that, you know, because everybody was kind of aligning with uh, Claire and like. Claire is like she's clearly the more likable one you know of, of the two and I guess he felt like yeah if she gets in office then you know he can kind of control things from the background then because he'll still be in the White House because you know he's he's uh basically you know he's her husband and stuff so yeah I, I felt I felt like that was him you know he was it was like a chess move really like because he knew that there was like if he continued to push to to stay president it would probably hurt them to the point that claire wouldn't be able to become president so you know it was a chess move because he felt that he could get more longevity by 
you know passing on the mantle to Claire at that point so but it, it backfired on him as we know so yeah that was definitely an interesting um spin there um I really liked how they handled that was you gonna say something Daniel yeah this makes me wonder if Claire plotted this from all the way in the beginning because remember when Frank in the very first episode of the season when he wasn't chosen as secretary of state and it was clear who gave him that speech saying you're better than this we can do this you know no matter what you're going to go and defeat him and what is your plan what is your strategy she was always that little whisper in his ear so my thing is i always wondered was she always behind him running and then resigning so that she could take her spot I wondered like the dynamic because it wasn't it's always kind of like a manipulation between both of them there is no yeah. no type of barrier so yeah I that's my thing I just wondered if this was Claire's setup from the very beginning because by her not saying and going by Frank and, and doing what he says and her having that own voice I don't know if it was I, I chose you so that I can get into this position. I don't know if this is some type of revenge thing. Because if you remember, I think in one of the seasons when she wanted to have a kid and that whole thing when she had the affair and she thought about being happy because she wasn't really happy with Frank. Business thing with Frank. It wasn't like we're going to go and have the White House with the picket fence and the kids. I always wanted it. But deeper with Claire yeah saw a lot of that kind of conflict in well having uh internet troubles there I think but yeah um yeah like I agree I mean Claire's definitely harder to read than Frank is so she could have definitely been, you know, planning her own manipulation like way early into the season. Like I could, I could definitely see that, you know. Uh, and there's that one scene where, um, you know, how um, Frank breaks the fourth wall all the time and he talks to the audience and stuff. Claire doesn't really do that, but then there's, there's that one scene in like the middle of the season where she, you know, she addresses, you know, the audience and she's like, "I know you're there, yada yada yada," and it's like. You know when when th- that's that scene is interesting because it's like okay maybe um maybe she is planning something you know maybe she is conscious of all all of her actions and there's you know s- there's something behind all, like everything she does pretty much so that yeah. yeah that's that's what i thought at that point like i thought she's planning something and um what I was going to ask though is you know we're talking about Claire and you know how she becomes the president and she shuts out Frank so why do you feel it was then necessary to you know there's two murders this season we know that so one of the murders is Tom but you know and um why why do you feel it was necessary to kill Tom um if she knew that you know she was gonna manipulate herself into the White House like what was the reason why she actually killed Tom does does either of you have a thought on that because I like I'm still trying to figure that out personally well I I, yeah I would like to chime in and say this Uh, I don't know if it was uh, 
premeditated, so to speak, to that degree. Um, I just feel, again, like you guys mentioned earlier about the chess move that was made. I feel like the situation changed because you have to go to what happened after she killed him. And that was when Francis resigned. And she was the most caught off guard by, by that move because normally she would say, well, we should be communicating this stuff and you didn't communicate this to me. So I don't know if um, she still planned to get in that way. Uh, I mean, there may be more stuff that if we was to go back and watch again, maybe we will find other clues to lead to that theory. But I, I will say that um, in terms of Tom getting killed, uh, let me just say this right now. Now, I don't like to see uh, characters get killed. Uh, you know, I think life is, is precious. It's very valuable. Uh, but this character, it was portrayed in a very unrealistic uh, uh, like, in my opinion, they had this guy as a Casanova, so to speak. He was sleeping with all these women. And I'm like, come on now. Listen, if the guy was attractive, let me just say right now, I am a 110% heterosexual male. So obviously, I don't care about the character. But I'm just saying, get a more attractive looking guy. Then I can see, oh, he's whining and dining and sleeping with all these women. But this character, I look at him, I'm like, man, this guy looks like just a rundown bum that doesn't shave. You know, he looks, he looks, he dresses nice, I guess, to some degree, but it's like, this guy is just totally out of place in the, in the White House to begin with. Uh, so Wait, what, I, I think, I think, uh, I think Dana was saying he looks nice. What, what was he saying, Dana? <laughs> Very funny. No, but I can see. Let me show you. Let me explain something to you. It does not matter how you look. It doesn't matter what, how you sound. What matters is your position and how much money you have in the bank. And this is a movie about power. And women will view him and have viewed him as someone who has power. And they think that they can go and sleep with him and they can get that power as well. They want to feel like the girlfriend or the side chick or the piece to this man. And that's why he is able to get those women. It has nothing to do with how homeless or bummy he looks. You're right. Okay. I, I... <laughs> At all. Go ahead, Gary. <laughs> uh, I got one question, though, like, because, you know, th this will break my heart if, if it happened, because there was that one scene where, like, he walked in on Nev Campbell and, like, she was on the bed or something. So does that mean he smashed Nev Campbell? Because if so, I'll be very mad because I have a crush. I need to go back and see that because I, 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 I missed that scene I missed that scene um, that's crazy um, yeah I know he had the little the, the, the tour guide as well that was okay it's too many too many women you say yeah oh no yeah I mean yeah it's I, I mean I, I I'm not mad at them getting rid of that character, to be honest. I think he was annoying. And come to think of it, I know he, because he did leave behind that uh, the book or whatever that he was writing. And I guess that um, even though it would have hurt um, Frank a lot more, um, Claire was also aware of a lot of what, you know, Frank was doing. So it would still hurt her as well because, you know, she knew what was going on and she didn't try to stop it. So I guess that's why she, she felt he had to go. Um, for her grand scheme or whatever. 
Yeah, uh, I actually have something to say about that. Uh, but Dana, if you wanted to go first, I, th- I think I saw you about to say something. I was, I was just agreeing. I think that anyone who knows, who knows anything is going to die. And they will be the last one. I think they will be the last two standing. And they're probably some way Claire will end up killing Frank. That's my overall theory. Uh-oh. Whoa. Wow. Uh, see? Okay, well, so so, here, so here's what I was going to say. That's a good theory, but here's what I was going to say. Um, I don't think that Tom was 100% upfront with her when he said that she was the only one that had the manuscript. And I think that that's going to come back later in the next season. Uh, that Oh, well, there was someone else that did have it, you know, because he could have very easily had that as a safety net just in, in, in case. Um something happened and he could use it as a bribe later. Well, once a word gets out that he is now dead or missing or whatever, I think whoever he has that. So, yeah, I think that's going to happen because there's no way that, you know, he just had it. And I really think that that's going to come back and bite her. Yeah. Yeah. I I could see that happening. Um, So, yeah, um, I wanted to talk about Doug Doug's character because it's a very important character and he's I think he's become even more important um, considering what's happened because you know we know now that there's kind of going to be you know a war between Frank and Claire to some degree and I think Doug would be a great asset for Frank to have because that man will literally do anything for Frank but there's the fact that they used him as the scapegoat for for Zoe's murder. Like you know, they they put all blame onto Doug, and so right now you know um, everyone believes that Doug is responsible for that murder. So he might be hard to get to now. Like you know, I don't I don't know if Frank's going to be able to use him as a pawn in his game anymore. So Frank's going to have to do some serious maneuvering if he wants to get Doug back on his side, but. What do you guys feel about the whole dark situation and um, how will that play out moving forward, do you think? Go ahead, Rich. So I really I really like Doug's character. Um, I liked how they showed that that character struggling last season with the, with the whole alcohol, alcoholism stuff uh, because that showed you that, well, this character has flaws. Uh, we didn't really get a, a sense of that in the first two seasons. Mainly, well, I guess you could say he had a flaw for Rachel and the women, uh, but the alcohol was a, was a big, big thing that uh, he had to deal with. So this season, um, the character is very loyal, and at the point where they told him about taking the fall, I immediately thought, well, he's he's going to turn on them as soon as they did that. But of course, he still worked with them to a degree. Now, what you said, Gary, about him trying to work with Frank. That's one thing, but we also have to remember how the season ended and the fact that Doug was developing this relationship with Leanne, who, Frank, you saw he was on the phone. He had her, you know, potentially killed. You know, we don't know if she's killed because we never saw her body. We just saw the car was obviously crashed, you know. So I think if Doug ever finds out about that, then, well, I think he would also turn off Frank. Um, but what I thought was, yeah, the, the character is too loyal to a fault. And they showed that because he gave up all this stuff um, just to, to 
try and protect the president. And it, it, it definitely is heartbreaking to see that happen because as someone who's been watching the show since the beginning, you look at these guys, yeah, Doug is his right-hand man. You know, you would think that these guys are always, he's he's the most loyal person too, Frank. You would never think that he would do anything to put him in jeopardy, especially after the fact that he told him, yes, I've moved you ahead on that list so you can get that transplant. That was why it made it even more shocking to me. Yeah. So see, that, that to me, why it was why they made it even more shocking to me that he would even come back and say, no, we need you to say that you killed Zoe. That was like, come on, son. You just told him an episode or two episodes earlier, I saved your life. And it's like, it was really no gratitude in any of that. So um, I'll be very interested to see what happens with Doug next season. Uh, one thing I will add before Dana says, which makes her point, um, I did, you know, I thought it was also bad the way that that lady treated Doug. You know, uh, Moretti's wife, who he was sleeping with, says, oh, I knew all along that you did this, that you was involved in, in this. You know, you didn't get my husband the transplant, and I still, still was slept with you. So I thought that was pretty fucked up. Because um, I, again, I didn't know if she was like that, but that was, that was some crazy stuff. Um, but again... I like the Doug character. I, I was hoping that nothing would happen to the character, like the character get killed. I know they had that whole scare of the previous season where you thought something happened to him. But I'm very curious to see what happens to him now because he literally is, is caught in the middle, even though he's still loyal to Frank. I feel like that is going to change in next season because if he finds out Frank has something to do with Leanne, it's, it's, it's a wrap. It's over. Um, but yeah, that's all I was going to say on that. Yeah, like, because Frank definitely needs some kind of support. And, you know, this man was, like, the most loyal person. So I, th- I feel like he's going to have to work hard to get Doug back on his side. But I feel like uh, what you said about the Leanne thing, I think that might come back to haunt Frank. Because if Doug finds out it was him, then... Because I think Frank might try and shift the blame and say that it wasn't him. But um, once Doug finds out, he might turn on Frank. I don't know, but uh, how do you feel about Doug, Dana? Um, uh, okay, so here's my theory. One of two things. Um, Doug should have died back in, like, season three or so, when he got <laughs> beat up in the woods. But he didn't, and he lived, and he remained this incredible loyal servant to Frank. And the whole situation with the liver and not being able to provide his liver because he was an alcoholic and then going around and killing people in order to get the guy bumped up on the list that shows his loyalty. I think second, the, the thing is, is that the second when he realizes that Frank does not care about him, there's no sympathy, there's no anything towards him, no kindness, no caring, he will turn on him and he could actually be Frank's downfall for this whole thing. He knows too much. He's done too much. And I think that he will become very either revengeful. My hope is that he'll become revengeful. I don't want him seeing, I don't want him being the lapdog to Frank to the end of time and not get anywhere. And so far, he's not getting anywhere. I need to see a shift and a change in him. So I really want that to happen. Um, So far, 
been that that much of a difference. So I'm hoping and we'll see some type of, of massive change and some switch with him. But uh, I don't know. Don't count him out. I don't see him as being like an underdog for 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 long. He's getting a little a little upset, and the thing would happen with the wife that you know there's really no love in this show, no type of loyalty. It was kind of like disgusting. I know you killed my husband, but I'm gonna still sleep with you. I don't know if it's for the money or even if it's like a sense of loneliness because when you're when you're dying, you know it takes you a long while, and she just I don't know what was the mindset with that. But I see him as being like this very lonely character who is going to eventually, you, you know, come into his own and maybe have to, to turn on Frank and maybe go on Claire's side. Yeah, I, I could see. I could see all those possibilities. Yeah, what was you going to say, Rich? Oh, no. Uh, I just want to say real quick. I, I, I have to say this since you, you brought it up already, Dana. I, I just want to say uh, this show and... If there's one thing I do want to say about the Underwood characters is that, yes, they are ruthless, but they are also stupid in the actions that they do because they, you know, I understand that you want to get revenge on certain people. You think you can do certain stuff, but you tell all these people about your business. You have them in all of your corrupt dealings. And then you think that you can just turn on a dime and just say, oh, hey, well, I don't need you anymore and you just treat them anyway and then think that there will be no repercussions for your actions i'm like come on now man they got to be smarter than that uh but i will say i do enjoy seeing the ruthless behavior i enjoy seeing frank push the secretary of state down the stairs um i just i i enjoy when they do stuff because and then, then you know how they told frank you know when that whole thing with the committee was out there and they said don't talk to walker he said, oh, to hell with that. I'm still talking to Walker. And I want to still talk to the committee as well. It's like wanting wanting to be a badass. And obviously, you're still rooting for the character, even though the character is not a good guy at all. It's uh, That is something to me, that's, what, that's one of the things that makes the show work. Because even though I would like to dislike the Underwoods, I enjoy them too much. And I enjoy seeing them get in ridiculous situations. So I just wanted to say that. <laughs> I, I just want to also say that revenge is very blinding. So, they do stupid things, and yes, they're smart, but I don't think that they realize people will have the nerve to go against them. Oh, yeah, I mean, all the stuff they've done, that, that that's all going to have consequences. So, yeah, um, nothing that, that they've done is going to be excused at this point. And, and, and one other thing I will say, uh, I'm not going to venture off topic, but I will just say this. Anyone that has, has seen um, Alien Covenant yet, uh, this is very similar of the character in that particular movie, a character that is headed for a downfall. So I'm not going to say any spoilers about that because that's another that's a whole nother show. It's not related to this, but obviously the whole thing about there being characters that are arrogant, think they can do whatever they want to do. And yet, they also will have to face consequences at some point. This, this is just how it, how it's going to go down. So, I, I think season six, um, there will definitely be consequences for all the actions on for both of them. Um, and I'll be curious to see how that ends. Cool. Yeah. So, I'm going to talk about um, Frank and uh, Claire's uh, direct address. You know, at the end and stuff. So. 
we saw Frank like as um as Claire was giving her speech and everything, you know, we saw Frank talk to the audience and he said, if she doesn't pardon me, I'm gonna kill her. And of course she doesn't pardon him. And you know, when he tries to call her afterward, she doesn't answer the phone, you know, and that happens like two to three times. And the show ends with, you know, Frank looking frustrated, basically. And um and Claire saying it's my turn. So yeah, uh that, that's that's very powerful right there so you know frank said the words if she doesn't pardon me i'm gonna kill her so do you feel like frank's um ultimate goal now will be to kill claire or do you think he just kind of wants to hold on to power somehow and maybe get back with her to to get that power like what do you think his motives are going to be now he's already Claire killed Dan. claire he felt he's already killed her with, 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 you know, the, the sense of the hopes and the dreams and being able to be happy. And when she ran off with the other guy in the previous seasons and she came back to Frank and he just was like, are you done yet? And he, she was like, yeah, I'm done. She already, she, he, she was already dead from that point. And she already, for me, I felt like she already knew that it was her time to take the, the, the reins of the life that she is now has and that she is going to be a leader. And for me, I think that it's completely her time. I don't think that Claire is going to be killed. I think from the very beginning, like I said previously, this is a show about Claire. Okay, this but do you think, thing, do you think he'll try sorry. to though? <clears throat> He's not gonna try to kill her. I think that he can do anything in his power to try to destroy her. Yes, I do think that will happen. Will he end up succeeding? No. One who knows every single part of his true soul, every single guess and every manipulation that he's ever done. She, he, she knows him more than he knows himself. If you look at the whole arc of their relationship, very strong understanding of each other. Frank seems to be the one who's more out of the loop with everything. And I think that he's going to try as much as he can. Maybe not, maybe physically, he can physically kill her. But other than that, no. I think she will be his ultimate downfall. So even if he tries to attempt to kill her, and if he's, even if he succeeds, she's going to reveal every single thing that he's done. At the end of the day, he will ultimately have that downfall that he can't come back from. It's a real interesting dynamic because, um, like, it's like, um, both of them can harm each other, kind of, like, because, you know, neither one of them can incriminate the other without incriminating themselves as well. So it's, it's a really interesting dynamic and it's interesting to see how that power shift is going to happen because if Claire directly tries to incriminate Frank, then she's basically giving up her you know she has to resign at that point because she's tied to literally everything he's done so uh, it's going to be real interesting to see how that's handled you know between them but uh rich you got any thoughts on that okay. oh sorry dana you got their hatred for each other at this point now i think cancels that out so I can see her going down with the ship as well. Interesting. Okay, go ahead, Rich. 
All right, so I can see it now when they have a season six. If they was to have a poster for season six, they would have two separate posters. One for Team Francis and the other one for Team Claire because they have pitted them directly against each other. Uh, when Frank did make that statement, though, I took that literally as, oh, yes, Frank is going to attempt to kill her multiple times. I, I do agree that he has killed a lot of the hopes and dreams that she has had for them as a couple. Um, but if there's one thing that we have learned with this particular show, I believe that Frank has gone, he, he has gone a lot farther than, than her in the stuff that he has done since the beginning of the show. Killing the, of course, you know, Zoe, you know, doing whatever is necessary to win. And that is his that is his whole issue. He has this desire to win and will do whatever he needs to do to win. A little bit a little bit of this crept into with Will Conway, because this is a guy who was already told. And just imagine you are told, yes, you've won something. And then all of a sudden they renege on that and say, no, you didn't win it. So I can understand why that character went crazy. But uh, again, in that, you also saw his desire to be president and that he wanted it more than anything else. With Frank, he's no longer in the office. He doesn't want to deal with the people. But if there's one thing that he does not want, he does not want her to be there, especially if he cannot use her to his advantage. So I think he's definitely going to try to take her out multiple ways. Now, there's no way if, again, as, as you said, they are connected to, to each other. So it is a very interesting situation to see how he think he can clear himself. But I, I just think it's going to be a situation where they do both go down in the end. But I have no doubt Frankie is going to try to do what he can do to make sure her time is cut short. But either way, it's, it's not going to be a good ending for either one of them. Yeah. But even yeah, I mean, if her time is cut short, I do see her being able to bounce back. I can't picture Underwood, I mean Frank, bouncing back at all. This is true because yeah. he, he does have the transplant, and they, okay. they they did make that comment about well that can go out at any time. So yeah, you are right because Claire is not as damaged as him. I mean by association she is, but Frank has done a lot of worse stuff. But He's I, like all of the heavy lifting while Claire's been off to the side. Yes. Remember that whole comment that she made with, I see you there watching? Oh, yeah. So she oh, yeah. knows what's going on. But she's like, she's basically, I view her as the shades. Remember in, in, in Luke Cage? <laughs> yes. Remember Shade? Yep. Nobody paid attention to Shades. He was always there, but we didn't look. The same thing goes with Claire. She knows that everyone's there watching. Yeah, she's not always there, but she knows everything. And yes. she has way more in this, this, this stakes in this than anybody else does. He's the main character, but she's the one taking over everything. Yeah, yes. These are very good points. Um, and one other thing to add uh, is that um, I... Again, th th this is a character that, that went through a complete transformation this season. It's a character that has always... We've seen bits and pieces of her, you know, be angry and corrupt towards the situation. But I, I would say the minute she killed Tom, though, to me, that was the character completely going over to the side of her husband 
in terms of the actions that she's capable of doing. Um, so that's why I said, uh, you know, they refer to the Underwoods as a monster. Monsters, uh, I think that Claire has elevated herself to that status without question because of the way she handled Tom. Um, and of course, we'll see what happens as a result of that um, moving forward. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting season next season because, again, they're pitted against each other. And as you both have already said, uh, if one goes down, the other one is, is going to go down too, one way or another. Because I, I, I know Frank is someone who is has a desire to win and to get it done. And if he does not win, I'm pretty sure he's going to try to take her down with him. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, there's so many ways it can go, man. Like, um, I, I can see Frank maybe trying to, you know, rekindle and, um, you know, get back on good terms with Claire because if he wants power, that's probably the best solution for him to just, you know, um, take the hit and kind of, you know, be on Claire's good side and then try and, you know, manipulate things from the husband role. But I don't think that's going to, uh, that's going to go too far because there's going to be points where, because Claire is the president, she's going to, you know, there's going to be conflicts. You know, she's going to refuse to do certain things that he wants to do and such. So I think it's a certain point, you know, he's not going to like it. He's not going to like being second in command or whatever in the relationship. So that's where I definitely see the cracks coming in. And I, I feel like that's where things are going to get interesting. And, you know, whether he tries to kill her or, you know, um, make her resign or whatever, like, you know, bring up her crimes or whatever. You know, it's going to be interesting to see it from, you know, whenever that happens. But, um, yeah, season six is definitely going to be interesting. Um, but as for season five, was there any anything else you guys wanted to touch on at all? Like any final thoughts on the season, spoiler wise? I'll let Dana go first. Oh, I'm waiting for Richard. Um, oh gosh, no. But I don't know. Somehow, I I kind of felt like the ghost of Zoe Barnes should have showed up somehow. <laughs> Zoe should have been should have been made a mention to or alluded to. This way, I, mean, I don't think that she's dead. I mean, I know she's dead, but I don't. I mean, I think she's gonna come back and not physically, but somehow her whole storyline is gonna come back up and is gonna. Yeah, I mean, uh, that that is another point that uh, I forgot to mention that 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 guy, her her boss, Zoe's boss, he's yeah. still kind of investigating that, so you know he could still find out what really Zoe happened. Come back. That storyline is gonna pop back up, and you're gonna finally realize what really happened to her. Remember when she was she? They couldn't get the the angle, and so it made it look like she just jumped yeah. in front of the train. I think somebody was filming. Maybe Claire has someone working undercover. You know, always following Frank. But I think the the true video is gonna is gonna show up somewhere. And just when we go back, remember that manuscript. 
I think that the manuscript, no one sits and writes a manuscript and only has one copy. That's not possible. Especially not in today's time. I think a lot of different things is going to happen. And I think Zoe is going to come back. That whole storyline, because he's not giving up. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that Tom knew the danger he was in. So he, I, I definitely think Tom he knows. could make copies and, and, and me, send it to Tom people. Knows everything. Yeah. So- yeah, for sure. Um, Rich, what do you think? Yeah, I just think, uh, as I said, it's, it was an excellent season. There's a lot that was left uh, open. You know, we still need to find out what's what's going on with Leanne. You know, we know that the other person you mentioned, there were two murder murders. The other person that did get murdered was uh, the guy she was working with, Aiden, who, once again, another example of a character that did what they had to do to help the president. And how was that favor returned? Well, we well, they still didn't really allude to who shot him either. And that was something I was trying to figure out because, you know, the other lady had the gun. But how did she get the gun? Did she yeah. hire somebody to shoot that guy? I mean, that was something where I think a lot of that stuff was not really made clear. So I don't really know how that character got killed. Um, well, I know how he got killed. I just don't know who did it. Um, so I think some of those questions maybe may get answered. I feel like um, there's a lot that can get answered in terms of what really, really happened with some of this stuff. I just have no idea, you know, because now the focal point is on Claire and Francis and how he is going to try to get back at her, vice versa. So, and, you know, I guess there's, there's still a lot of things to, to really answer to. Um, but I thought the season was, was fantastic. And as as Dana has said about the Zoe story coming storyline coming back, um, yeah, that's, I don't think that's ever going to finish. You know, this is the, the next season is the final season. Then I think it'll finally get resolved um, because it took them long enough to try and get that. But I, I must admit that um, Tom Hammersmith, that's the boss that she had. Um, I, I guess it will be good to see him triumph in this case, but there's a part of me that does not want to see him get what he wants because this is another character where I look at him and I'm like, you know, this is, I, I will do whatever to get the story. It's like, this is what they really, really hit home well with all the writing, everything. The desperate nature of somebody who will do whatever they need to do to get what they want. Even go above and beyond what you think they would do just to get what they need to get to, 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 to put a stop to something. So I'm curious to see how they're going to handle this stuff moving forward. But uh, excellent, excellent season. Um, and I'll be very curious to see uh, what the future holds for all the characters. For sure, yeah. Um, we're definitely interested to hear the thoughts of you guys, everyone listening. But yeah, for now, that's our thoughts on House of Cards Season 5. Excellent season. Um, definitely, yeah, I mean, if you're listening still, you would have already watched it. So I don't need to tell you to go watch it. But yeah, amazing season. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Once again, it was a very great season, a very great acting from every single person, and a really great script. And I just love how there is this incredible talent that's out there, and Netflix seems to keep 
producing all these wonderful hidden gems and they're finally getting the recognition that they deserve and I want this to win an Emmy for everyone. Would you say House of Cause is the best Netflix original series? Yes. Yeah. yeah I, actually, yeah. I, I, would I would I would have to say hands down is yeah, like cuz the writing is just on another level. But what would you say, Rich? And it's very realistic to the actual, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. You know, a lot of people, maybe some people may not want to admit it, but they like the juicy gossip. They like the, the inner workings of some of these situations. I'll be the first to admit, I used to watch a show called Love and Hip Hop because I wanted to see how ratchet and ridiculous some of these people operate. So with this show, yes, it, people want to know what's going on behind 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 closed doors. And obviously some of this stuff is actually going on in real life. Um, but... I think that is one of the drawing factors of the show. But again, when they show the humanity of the situation and how characters transform and how they will do whatever they need to do to get the job done, that really hits home with the whole concept. So uh, I do. I definitely think it is one of the best shows on Netflix. And I probably the, the best show, um, just because of you know the cast, the people involved, and the writing, all of that stuff that you both have already said so left it looking forward to seeing what happens next season and if anybody is still watching this and hasn't seen season five well first and foremost you should not have been watching past this the spoiler discussion uh you need to watch right now though but uh i'm definitely curious to hear what your thoughts are so everyone please leave your comments uh on what you thought of the season whether or not you agree or disagree with some of the stuff that we've said and um Definitely look forward to doing more of these in the future. And, and can sure. I just also uh, add that it's one of the best good. adapted series? Watch the original House of Cards. It's a British show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very this true. This is far superior. It's one of the few where you have the adaptation is better than the original. Watch the original and then watch this House of Cards and see how you like the two. Always know what you're what you're dealing with with the original one. And I think it's a wonderful take on these characters. They're just as vicious and just as evil and manipulative, but this I mean, the American version is done with such a twist that it's just kidding. So, I just want to say that as well. It's very rare to find well, I mean... an adaptation better than the original. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh, as the British guy, I feel like it's um, you know my. Uh, I, I feel like I have to stand up for the British version, but I really can't. I, I, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like because yeah, like it's House of Cards. The Netflix one is incredible. So yeah, I can't even stand up for the British one. No, the British one is just you know it's, it's rubbish compared to this. Oh whoa. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so so that, that actually sounded. That was so, legit. So a real, a real uh, so I have a real, real quick question. This is slightly off topic. So the Office is the British version better than the one that used to come on, or or, or would you say no, it's not? The, the British, the British version, version is best. Yeah, okay. that's the British right. one is best. Oh, sure. that hurts. <laughs> All British, like I love British television. I love everything about it. 
but this is the only one where we have we have you guys beat. Sorry, yes. Out America there. did I, it. I can't argue that. Finally, all right. So you can't argue. We're really good at it. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another uh, another funny tidbit. Did you guys see that um, President Putin, the the president of Russia, he actually said that he thought House of Cards was a documentary of American <laughs> politics. <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't know that. That's <laughs> I, I don't know if he was being funny when he said that or you know if he was being serious but that that just goes to show that you know this show is kind of authentic in some way i guess so yeah yeah that's funny <laughs> but yeah we're gonna get out of here um shouts to netflix for providing us early access to the show we appreciate it and yeah look out for more uh show reviews like this in the future but um, we're out. Peace out. <laughs>